0: You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by betonline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome back to the Red Sox Beat Podcast, presented by CLNS Media. That's your leading online video and audio provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of this show, Chris Catillo from MassLive.com. That's presented by CLNS Media. Your leading online audio and video provider for Major League Baseball. I'm the host of this show, Chris Catillo from MassLive. This is August 8th, episode 228 of the show. It's presented by Bombus and BetOnline.ag. We'll be hearing more about them later. A very special guest and in, in history on the podcast today. You're going to have to save your ticket stubs because we have a, a live recording between me and Rob Bradford from WEEI, and he has a small podcast himself.
0: Is it, first of all, how many episodes is this, did you say? Uh,
1: 228.
0: How is that possible?
1: There was a, there was a show before. The oh, there was a show. Era. Oh, was a
0: carryover. Yeah, okay. it's not my two twenty eight. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing this. Uh, no, you I, know, When, I'm you, not when you were like two years old. No. Now
1: they. Uh, I joined this year, so it's probably my fifteen. Who, who did it before? People at CLNS. Okay. very some very bitter people. Who are, <laughs> I think uh, Evan
0: Drellick might have hosted a show. Uh, okay, or is
1: that true? I, I he's on there somewhere.
0: he had a big. Is that the, one of the big David Stearns podcasts that he did? <laughs> John Daniels, go down the list of executives. I don't understand why these podcasts aren't clicking. But yeah, anyway, no, I'm, I don't I'm think gl-
1: he was the host of Red Sox Beat. All right. Well, I'm glad that you, I'm it. glad
0: that you are Lomping on to uh, to the glory of others who have built this podcast. You're taking to another level.
1: Yeah, it's, an, it's a new level this, this is, I guess, your first appearance on the Red Sox Beat. As far as, as I time. know,
0: I mean, I could have done episode one thirteen. I have no idea. Probably five years ago. I very, I very well could have done it. <laughs>
1: Rob obviously hosts the Brad Show. Show. You tell us a little bit about that, about your new uh, your rickshaw era of that show. This now, do you like
0: the rickshaw? Do you, you, I've never been on one before. In my no, life. no. So I, but I, do, do I like that? You're. It's also called. Can I swear on this? No. Yeah, sure. We'll ass see. taxi. Well, it's ass not, taxi. Yeah, they said it's an ass taxi or pedicab. Mm-hmm. I guess. So I did a podcast on one of those, and uh, I feel like Chris that i i I want to take podcasting to another level Mm -hmm. um this is a way of doing that by appearing on your show right and and it gets boring if you're just doing the same way all the time so we did a podcast on a on an ass taxi and Mm -hmm. um which is things i've never thought i say when (laughs) i broke into this business but it's um yeah so we were trying a little bit here a little bit there we got a a flurry of podcasts next week, but none more important than the one I'm on right now, episode 228, Yeah, okay.
1: exactly. Of Red Sox beat, so you can hear Rob's rickshaw ass taxi. Who, who are your guests for that? You have Alex Spear. Oh coming no, on. this
0: was Keros. Well, this is Kerosene Ken Laird, producer okay. and and uh, hot taker of Wei. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex Spear though is going to be promoting his book next week, and in the meantime, also we have a couple players. We have Xander Bogarts and Matt Barnes. Wow. Yeah, it's a flurry of uh, excellence. Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: do you like doing podcasts? I do. You yeah, know, it's a good time. Well, so, It's a what? weekly thing. I mean, when I get to spend time You've looking been, over videos, I was on the radio part. with you once. Yeah, that was... That you weren't
0: bad. You
1: ended, ended up a little vitriol. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was Evandrelic talk. You nervous? So, um, right now? Were you, no, no. no was you was nervous I nervous then?
0: Right well, I feel a little nervous right now. But were you nervous on the radio? No. I mean, you've done radio. You've done radio. It's the end of a long before. day at Fort Myers. So I saw so you just like previewing whatever. the Duke Carolina basketball. I know game, you were. Takes. Your thoughts were elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, my thoughts and prayers were. You like, but Carolina you like basketball. podcasting. I do. You do. It's been good. What yeah, do you, what been, do you uh, think? What do you think? Are you hosting the show or is yeah? This? I'm. Not, I'm not. You asked me what I wanted to talk about before the podcast, so I'm telling thought, you on the air. All right, go ahead. What uh? What do you like? What do you think that makes a good podcast? Do you listen to podcasts besides your own? I do. I listen to yours religiously. Do you listen it's to not, all that's other not podcasts? True. Do you like I mean you I, you said you like podcasts. What makes, it, what makes the, a good
1: podcast? Obviously, staying engaged, that kind of thing which I, you know, I know we do on the Red Sox
0: Beat. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I am so engaged with you right now." <laughs> uh, staying engaged like you, when you do a 20-minute podcast making sure that it's interesting the entire time is that we talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think it's important not to stay on one topic. Such as the ins and outs of
1: podcasting for more than okay. More than a we'll get months.
0: off! You, you're driving the boat. Let's go. All right, driving the
1: ass taxi. Some may say. Sure, sure. All right. So we're here at here at Fenway Park. Beautiful day in Boston. Angels are in town. After By the time
0: people listen to this, it'll be pouring rain. So
1: okay. So it was a beautiful day in Boston <laughs> when we recorded it. Uh, it depends on and how quickly we get it turned around. But this is obviously a matchup of two teams that have been horrible lately. The Angels have lost six in a row. Not sure if you knew that or not. It's true. Red Sox have lost 9 out of 10. Rob, is there any chance these Boston Red Sox make the postseason this year?
0: It's completely completely dated by the time people hear it. What's going on? should be out by tonight. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> but but you know how it works. It takes a couple of people to latch on to it. Right. Two games from now, who knows? I mean, this is a story that this, this is the lesson that we've learned, Chris, mm-hmm. over the last week, it's the fickle nature of the great game of baseball. <laughs> the great game of baseball. I mean, folks. it's 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 so, what was your question? Are they going to be in it? Is there
1: a chance that they will be in the postseason? I yeah, think it's of over. of course.
0: You do? Yeah. you seen the schedule? What are they now? So, they're six back of Tampa as right. we sit here doing this dated podcast. <laughs> um, I, think, I think because the schedule is so awful, that I think that they could potentially hang around. Um, because what Cleveland's the only team that's any good that they're playing, but at the same time we say that when Kansas City comes rolling through, and you know you lose a game and you have you went to, one one and one against them, you won one one like <laughs> I, it's weird that I predicted they were going to go one one and one at Is the that, end of the it series. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs>
1: That's the thing. I don't think – I mean, you have to sweep that series. Almost have to sweep or at least No, win you have to forward. win series. He's right. When Cora says that, you have to win series. But if you're playing Kansas City and Baltimore, you at this point, you actually have to sweep. That's what I think. No, you have to win series. You have to
0: win the Cleveland series. You have to win the Tampa series. You have to win or, the Cleveland series, but you have to sweep the really bad teams. You, you technically don't. I mean, I'm not a math major. don't no. if, if we can get out the CLNS abacus here.
1: But if, you, if, you're, if you're thinking, okay, you have the Yankees again, the Rays, you're probably going to – Four-game series against the Yankees at home. Probably not going to win three or four again because they've been destroying you the whole season. So you split that. That means you have to sweep the Orioles when they come into town twice. You have to sweep the Royals when they come in. Put it out. this way,
0: Chris. It would surely help if you swept the Orioles. It would. It would if you, if you took Instead of losing two out of three laps, by, like last as time. As we also sit here, we have just gotten the news that David Price is hurt, and he's not pitching, and who knows how long he won't be. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want about David Price, but the one of the things that we took away from this rut they've been in is that you need David Price. You need Chris Sale, and, and you're going to be rolling out Brian Johnson and Hector Velasquez or whoever. Andrew cashner well you're still going to be rolling out andrew cashner i know but that's already a problem okay so. what, is he going to pitch twice in the rotation <laughs> I mean, so I, I am a big proponent of this chris i'm a big proponent of you start stretching out ivaldi and if for for multiple reasons number one maybe you'll need him as a starter you do know that he probably would be better than what you have and secondly you got to just you see what you have in him right Let's go. Let's see what you have in Nathan Ovaldi. What do you get to lose?
1: I think they're still too worried about the arm. I mean, somehow. Well, he, pitched, but he just pitched two innings. And two innings and five is, is much different.
0: And he, he, he sprinted into the clubhouse and said, put me in again, coach, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, he sprinted to the office. As that's Alex what he Corey is. That's basically the, uh, the image that we get every time.
1: Every time he <laughs> talks about Ovaldi, is <laughs> this over-eager, this guy who never like breaks from the same emotion. The only time he gets excited is to put-me-in-coach moment on a daily basis. I feel that.
0: like uh, he, he comes in and then he flexes at the end of, like, every <laughs> sentence. So I, I, I don't know if you're on board with that, but I feel like you start going down that road because you have nothing to lose, and I think you have everything to gain. You have nothing to lose except the guy, guy's arm blowing out, right. but you have everything to gain. For the to third gain. time and if you're, if you're Listen, if his arm blows out this time around, then, if, you know, it was going to blow out at some point over the course of this contract. You've got to figure out what you have in him.
1: I think they overcommitted to him as a reliever by basically shoving, f- shoving that line down everybody's throats so much. For Which the, one? The closer? People can't grasp that we have Nathan Ivaldi in our bullpen. Uh, this not,
0: was... This 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 was the this was a straight ball right down the middle to compare this what they were saying heading into this trade deadline to what they did last trade deadline with a whole Tyler Thornburg five mm-hmm. outings he gave up one hit no runs like, guess what we don't need a reliever we have Tyler Thornburg and Stephen Wright's gonna come back Stephen Wright yeah, yeah. well in that case it was Ryan Brazier or Ryan Bra- Bra- Brazenier. Brazier 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 yeah or, or Tyler Thornburg so you know hey I know we didn't get Kelvin Escobar I know we didn't get Brad so, Who's Kelvin Esc- Escobar? What, Kel- oh, did I say Kelvin Escobar? I do yeah, that Kelvin a lot. Escobar
1: has been retired since like hotel.
0: Well, they would get him either. <laughs> Kelvin <laughs> <just> Herrera, <laughs> Kelvin Bar- Escobar. Bar- oh Bar- man, he was a great fancy. He had a good little Blue run. Jays, right? Blue Jays. Yeah, I think it was Kelvin. Here's with a story an M. about. So I was doing a book, Theo Epstein's first year falling around. Here we go with the plugs. If you want, here's, if you want to buy Chasing Steinbrenner for a, literally a cent on Amazon, <laughs> hopefully this makes you do it. But you're sitting in the dugout with Theo Epstein and Escobar was had uh, he was pitching for the Blue Jays. He was pretty good, and he was talking to uh, I think he was talking to J.P. Ricciardi, and he says um, you were talking about trading for him. It's like what's what's the latest with the thing? And his thing was like there was some sex tape scandal, right? And so. He gets off the phone. I'm like, oh, that's great. It's great for the book. Yeah, don't put that in the book. <laughs> that we're all trying to trade for a guy with a sex tape scandal. So anyway, so. that was Kelvin Escobar. They did not get him or Kelvin Hes- uh, Kel- Herrera. Calvin Herrera. That's what he says. It was Kelvin
1: Kel- and Kelvin. The big difference oh, okay. there. Well, yeah.
0: one half a letter.
1: But anyway, it's, it is half a letter, but in the case of the end, it's a full letter. Uh,
0: whatever, they didn't get either one of them. And mm-hmm. my point is, my point is very well taken by myself, <laughs> which, is, which is, you know, you're basically saying the same stuff about Nathan Ivaldi. I think Ivaldi will be better than or more productive than those guys, or at least Thornburg was. But they're saying, We got this closer, we got this closer, we got this closer. Do you got to do another read at some point? I've, I've, I haven't done one yet. Okay. You got a you break for a read now? No, you can keep going. Finish your That's thought. That's it. I, I finished my thought. I think you, they get suckered in. They get suckered in a little bit. So, it, he wasn't going to be the be all and all And, by the way, they didn't even need a closer because they didn't win any games. So, mm-hmm. so, so far, Nathan Ovaldi's impact hasn't been exactly prolific as they had suggested. No, not as much as
1: guys even like Darwins and Hernandez, Josh Taylor, kind of these unheralded options. Would
0: you so. put, put Darwins and Hernandez as a closer or a starter to be next? I'm sorry, as a reliever or a starter next year?
1: I mean, Pretty probably answer. a reliever right now.
0: Yeah, a reliever, right?
1: Yeah, we walk too many guys to start.
0: I, I think that some guys' attention span, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's all right.
1: First sign of addiction is denial. The lefty-righty. W- Workman-Darwinson combo
0: uh, to start your bullpen with is not bad. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you. It's going to be – they're put the put it on the meaty guy. Print up the meaty guy <laughs> covers next year. The lefty-righty combo. Of Workman Darwinson and, and Workman, just
1: as, just as we expected. All right, the odds, though, are against the Red Sox. This is this is the, the read you've been waiting for mm. from betonline.ag. To win the AL East, they are plus 5,000. To win the American League, plus 1,600. To win the World Series, plus 3,300. Are those good odds, Rob Bradford? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. All right, they're not good odds. But baseball season is obviously in full swing, and placing a wager on any game has never been easier than with the best odds at betonline.ag. This week, we'll be watching the Red Sox and Angels, and the NFL preseason is already underway. Are you excited about that, Rob? I kind of am.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Big time. NFL preseason? It's good. This is where we find out guys like Tim Tebow can't throw a spiral. Right. right. Jared Stidham time for the Patriots. Tonight? Am I allowed to say
1: tonight or just going to be dated again? It's dated. Oh, okay. Well, whenever on. they play the Lions, then the it's The first going to exhibition be. game. Celebrate another season kicking off, BetOnline.ag. And CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Head over to BetOnline.ag and use your mobile device to join today. Use promo code CLNS50, that's CLNS50, you got that, Rob? To receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season or baseball season, basketball season, wherever there are sidelines Get into the action <laughs> with that, was that by the read no I was, look, I was looking at you trying to get you to laugh during it and you didn't bite oh. get into all the action with betonline.ag which is your online sportsbook experts a minimum deposit of 55 dollars is required to qualify for the bonus it is on betonline.ag AG like Attorney General
0: Rob Bradford <laughs> uh, listen I, after you listen you read that I'm going I'm jumping online. you're jumping on yeah I'm jumping good. online
1: 55 dollars minimum deposit so if you can if you can you might need to skip a a meal in the fenway cafeteria tonight to swing i get it
0: for free it's called rights holders rights holders
1: let's get back to david price it's okay wherever you want to go is your show i we just we just got out of uh alex quora he was kind of explaining what was going on with david price there and Said it wasn't elbow related. Said it wasn't shoulder related. No timetable. Assist on his wrist. You rhymes. pounded.
0: You pounded the question. You said,
1: "Is this carpal tunnel related?" I thought. We thought we're never supposed to reveal who asked the questions. Can't say I asked him or you asked him or no. Well, he, if he someone went, else, he says was it, asked. Don't
0: don't ever do like I was the one who asked yeah. that question. Well, I asked David. I asked you Alex can do Gora. it now that I opened that right. door. He's
1: already he's already uh, opened the door for us. But I asked if it was carpal tunnel related, and he said emphatically that it's not. Which is all in the same area. Alex Speer, who I believe has a medical
0: degree, uh, he corrected me by the way on the Pedroia like surgery, which yeah. I don't, even, I can't even pronounce it. I don't even know what it was. <laughs> so whatever I said, oh, so he had this surgery. He said, like, actually, it was sub blah 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 blah. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. really? An I, easy mistake to make. I mean, I know they. <laughs> I mean. Nobody has met, felt, made me feel more dumb more often than Alex Spear. Yeah. It's a, a guy who I love dearly, I work with for years. He uses words that nobody understands. Well, that was the manager. thing with him with you know, always with players. It's mm-hmm. like he would – players like, uh, like the one that we're talking about right now, like Pedroya, it was sort of like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, Alex is the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like just, just write just it dumb out. dumb it down just, for us a little uh, bit. Uh, just, every, just take every third word. Piece it together, and you'll get a very, very good question. Well, Alex
1: Speer had tweeted out earlier today something about how price had had the Carpal Tunnel, and I thought, oh, this could be related. And after a quick Google search, there were some things that maybe this is related to it. Maybe he's, you know, the way he grips the ball. Who knows? I wasn't here on the beat for that wonderful, you know, Carpal Tunnel era, Fortnite-related, as some may have guessed and others have
0: squashed. But was that the also, I'm trying to get the timeline. That was also the allergy thing, right, too? May 2018. In the Bronx, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got a story about that, but I'll save it for another time. No, go ahead. We got plenty of time. Oh, you want me to tell but you I story? I want to hear the story, yeah. Uh, so, we were in... Where, when did you come on board? June 1st, last year. Uh, so, it was before that. It was just before that. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're in... Um, we're in the we're in Texas, and he was supposed to pitch at Yankee Stadium. Price was supposed to pitch in Yankee Stadium, and this is before he had ever pitched while well there. Right. The whole idea was he's going to Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. and he's this is his chance for redemption. Yep. And so, um, so. I'm sitting it is a Sunday morning in Texas. I'm sitting in the dugout by myself, talking to someone probably very important yeah. on the phone. He comes out, Joe and, Kelly. He, and he probably no, it was on the phone, so oh, okay, we sure. only do things in person. <laughs> All right, um, so we'll he, leave that to the listeners' imagination. For Price, Price walks out, and then like ten minutes, he walks back in with a trainer. So I'm like, that's weird. So I'm like, so I'm trying to ask around, like, is there anything wrong? And nothing, nothing, nothing. And then so after the game, I go up to him and I legitimately, since everyone said there was no big deal, it was nothing to see, I legitimately wanted to ask him about, hey, are you looking forward to pitching in New York? And he goes, just ask me what you want to ask me. I'm like, what? Oh, oh that? I, I saw you come off the field? And he said, no, I just had allergies. So that was it. And then Lavangi said he had allergies. Mm-hmm. And then so they go to New York and they have an off day. Come Falling bad in Arlington that time of year? I don't know. But th- then Tuesday rolls around and we find out, said he has the carpal tunnel. I was pissed because I'm like, what? Like, you told me you had allergies. And. And, you know, and basically said, I did have allergies, but I also had this carpal tunnel thing as well. And so that's why I remember the two were linked with the allergies. And he does. And, and then you do a Google search. He has had this bizarre thing with allergies before, mm-hmm. which is, you don't sound like you're looking at me. I, have allergies. You're not I have allergies. I have right. so You allergies. Can, you can, I don't have carpal tunnel, though.
1: Well, I think we're all going to get it. From what, how much well, uh, clearly,
0: it like one thing leads to another. Yeah, it's, it's like the gateway. It's the gateway disease. And I have a unique elbow as well. <laughs> just, like, just there, like David Price. There you go. So anyway, he. It's not a bad question by you. I mean, you never know unless you ask. And you were, you know, you were shot down by the manager. How, how, yeah, that happens. How, we all yeah. get shot down. Just keep coming, Keep Rob, coming. Rob's asked some of the worst questions of the year. So I don't I ask questions. I make
1: statements. That's true. Yeah, I yeah there's nothing that ends with a question mark. A lot of talk about from well, Rob Radford. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Game Seven of the Bruins Maple Leafs. Uh, uh, you
0: okay, know, it's Game Seven. Yeah, that's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> the best core answer of the year. One of them, Rob, makes his statement. Game Seven, Bruins Maple Leafs. I feel
0: like was it a day game we had or was it No, late no. Night? So it wasn't even. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Maple Leafs in. So my the thought, first round. my thought, it was, was a day game. First, here. Yeah, yeah, my thought was. He, knowing that Alex Cora started in a game seven right. as a player. 08. Oh, 08 oh, as a shortstop for the mm-hmm. Red Sox and been, has been in game sevens, we can merge the two. And uh, he had no time for it. But then it became a running joke. And then the last, when they had the game seven, did um, they play game, I can't even remember. Stanley Cup Finals? They played, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did play game seven of the Stanley yeah, Cup Finals. So, they lost to the Blues. Yeah, so the game seven, when they had that, the press conference it basically ended and then he looked at me he's like he just like goes okay Alex game 7 and he gave a good answer it's some, some the lesson is sometimes it takes a few press conferences to get where you want to go
1: well the first one he said i've got kids bro seriously I'm trying to get out of there speaking of kids <sighs> he, he didn't say by the way that was misquoted you do not say that all right well speaking of kids speaking of what kids what was the cool thing when you were in school rob bradford Oh, this what? is
0: what what is <laughs> The that. it was I already mentioned it on the earlier on the uh, on the podcast. It was the abacus. The abacus, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, the steel and the one in the one rules in the one uh, one room schoolhouse. Yeah. What was a cool? So uh, I, I respect this question because it's sponsored, right? Um, what was a cool thing? I mean, it's the same thing as cool now. It was video games, except it was something called Atari Twenty Six Hundred. What about what about socks? Were socks cool back then? Uh, the red socks, for example. Were the Red socks cool or were socks? Were socks cool. You you pulled up socks high. You had the 3 striped socks, and you pulled them up to your knees. Well, now it's Bombas socks that bring out all the jealous kids. I love Bombas socks. If I had those when I was climbing the jungle gym in third grade, (laughs) that would be awesome. They are the most comfortable kid's socks
1: ever because they're colorful. They're bursting with color, and they even have a little colorful bee on them for Bombas. They're designed with several comfort innovations that help make them feel better than any other kids' socks ever made. You can send your kids back to school with the socks to keep them comfy, comfortable, colorful, and ready to take on the school year. Since Bombas donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased, you should get yourself some, too. It's a good segue this weekend, Socks for Socks at Fenway Park. So if you're coming to any games, is that what they call it, the Socks for Socks drive?
0: Yeah. Why are you Bring telling people to buy socks and give them away?
1: Well, you, you don't give away your Bombas. Give away the ones right. you're you replacing give away them your with. crappy socks, not the Bombas. Right. You're going to replace them with the Bombas. Exactly. Visit, good, good, good move. Thank you. Visit Bombas.com socks, S-O-X, and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot socks for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com socks. Good segue okay. with the Socks for Socks this, week, yeah, this like weekend. You,
0: you've evolved a lot as this pop, pro, podcast and says,
1: I've had 228 yeah. episodes to get yeah. it right.
0: It was amazing. <laughs> it's like, What episode did you start, seriously? like, what was I really f- don't know. Two, pro-
1: 201 maybe, two, around there.
0: You've done, so I'm no math major. 20, I don't know. 23? Started beginning of April, once a week. I'm telling you, whoever did the first 200 is bitter as you know what. Yeah, they the, never the got you, Rob you, Radford on you, here. You, they may have again. Episode <laughs> one thirteen. Go look it up. But but it's uh, but they built this thing, and then you're just globbing on. Maybe you're taking it to the Netflix level. Who knows?
1: Well, I mean, with with guys like you wearing a picnic table plaid shirt overlooking Fenway Park.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the things. Why don't you take a picture? Why don't you do a video of this? What's going on?
1: No, no one wants to see that. Rob, Rob and I had a little Twitter tiff. Well, it wasn't a tiff? He was he was fake angry at me in person for. One night, the other day, because he wore maybe the most wrinkled shirt I've ever seen to work, to his workplace where he's a professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kevin Gregg, Red Sox PR Maven, is uh, was was quoted in the clubhouse by looking at Rob and saying, "Did you take that out of your wallet and wear it?" So this is this is the official chance for Rob Bradford to respond. I put the picture on Twitter over that night. It, it got you know some some people were looking at it, talking about it. There were some updates. I forget someone from Ei tweeted out an updated yeah. version
0: so what i would ask you is you ever go by the risk reward mentality yeah. all right so it's are so, hanging fruit your you know? your initial reaction is i want to get a, a lot of pat on the backs and a lot of attaboys from taking this picture of rob bradford in the wrinkled shirt There's, and there, you did There were attaboys
1: to be had so naturally i had to tweet that and and rob didn't like it but still came on the show today and and was very uh all over the place, as he always is on these types of things, but we appreciate it anyway. Another big Red Sox storyline, uh, transitioning kind of to some solo talk here for the last few minutes. Dan Shaughnessy from the Boston Globe writing this week about the future of Dave Dombrowski. I think this is very interesting, as Rob Departs Um Where will Dave Dombrowski be in a year? Will it be in Boston? Will it be retired? Will it be in a special advisor role with another team? You know, that remains to be seen. I think what the Red Sox have done this season is open the window for Dave Dombrowski to depart. You know, it's been only nine months or whatever since they've won the World Series, and that was a team that was put together by Dave Dombrowski, largely. Uh, He made a couple big moves, a couple big trades during the trade deadline season last year. Steve Pierce, Nathan Evaldi, a couple big trades, uh, Chris Sale, Craig Kimbrell that Obviously helped that team a lot, and and just a few months later, um, we're talking about Dave Dombrowski potentially leaving the Red Sox. Dan Shaughnessy with that interesting note in his Sunday column, I believe, the other day, where he said he'd be shocked to see Dave Dombrowski come back to Boston as the president of baseball operations. He Listed Eddie Romero, who's one of the assistant GMs of the Red Sox, as a potential replacement. So that's a storyline to watch. My initial take on that is I'd be surprised. I, th- I still think, you know, obviously the way they managed the bullpen uh, hasn't been great. You know, Dombrowski's kind of been a little tone deaf on how he's looked at the bullpen and seeing, you know, all these guys that really haven't performed. But this team was built on its starting pitching. I think everybody agreed heading into the season. All right, you have Price. Coming off a great October, you have Sale, who should be healthy with the shoulder. Uh, you have Porcello in a walk year he's going to be motivated. You have Erod, who every year people talk about you know, making that jump forward, and he has. And then you have Nathan Ivaldi coming off what he did in October and at fresh off a $68 million contract. He Dave Dombrowski in January said, our rotation is second to none. I think at that point it looked like that was a definite possibility that it could be you know, one of the best in baseball or at least one of the strengths of the team, and, and it hasn't been in that is not necessarily on Dave Dombrowski. You couldn't have imagined uh, you know, everything that's gone wrong to go wrong. So I think it's very interesting that, that that's starting to be talked about. Alex Cora is definitely safe, but uh, his boss might not be. Uh, and so as I have you know, live on MassLive.com is is a look at GM candidates who could eventually replace Dave Dombrowski when he leaves the Red Sox. I think there's a couple interesting internal candidates. Eddie Romero is one. Brian O'Halloran, who handles all the contracts and everything for for the Red Sox, he's another one. Um, from the Diamondbacks, a few executives there. I think the big fish that they would try to get would be their former GM, who was under Dombrowski, who is now the GM of the Diamondbacks, and Mike Hazen, who's obviously been with the Red Sox for a while. A couple of his associates and lieutenants there. Um, associates, lieutenants, whatever, it's all the same thing. Assistant GMs, Jared Porter, Amiel Sade, uh, those guys are, are definitely in the mix there in the family. Some others, some outside the box options. I think that they might man- uh, interview Brian Bannister, the assistant pitching coach. He's 38, but he's had a really important role in the organization. Being a liaison between the front office and the coaching staff in the last couple of years, he might have GM aspirations and it would be a big step up for him. But at the same time, a really bright mind, the Red Sox might at least give him an interview. J.P. Ricciardi is a guy who's now you know, has been with the Mets, been with the Blue Jays. He's a a local guy who's now a senior advisor uh, with the San Francisco Giants. He could get a look. I think an interesting one is Derek Falvey with the Minnesota Twins. He's their GM. He's under the president of baseball operations, Stad Levine, um, and and they've been working together for the last few years in Minnesota, but still, Falvey's a local guy. He's from Lynn. He's looked at as a potential future president of baseball operations, so he's one that could uh, step in at some point, too. Plenty of names out there. It all remains to be seen what the Red Sox exactly do. With Dave Dombrowski, um, who at 63 years old is is at a point in his career where a lot of people thought that this was the last stop, now it comes down to um, if the Red Sox want to part ways with him, if he's close to retirement. Very interestingly, you know, another Rob Bradford segue here, Rob Bradford asked Dave in December at the Red Sox, uh, the premier of their championship DVD, you know, bluntly, how long do you see yourself doing this for? He said, I don't know. I don't necessarily see myself doing this for another 15 years, but, you know, I feel good and I'm ready to keep rolling. And it sounded like he was at least going to go, you know, three or four more years. Uh, obviously, the contract is shorter than that, but he seemed, you know, confident that he was going to be able to um, continue on in that role, continue on in, in a baseball role. It's, it's all he's known for for 40 years, you know, Alex Cora keeps saying, and as he talks about David Dombrowski, you don't last 40 years in that job, getting lucky, you have to be really good at it, David Dombrowski is potentially a Hall of Fame executive, um, but he's not a guy who is known for wanting to rebuild, he's a guy who, under the Tigers, with the Illich family, they were chasing a World Series for a lot of their time there, you know, in the 2000s, and, um, the signing of Prince Fielder, the trade of Miguel Cabrera, um, making sure that Justin Verlander was extended and signed a long-term big deals and handing out a lot of money for a market like Detroit, making aggressive trades, salvaging, you know, or trying to salvage, uh, rosters that got close. We saw those teams 2013, that team was really good. The Red Sox faced in the ALCS, a couple other teams came really close, um, So they were always perennial contenders that couldn't get over the hump. And then when it came time to rebuild, David Dombrowski basically didn't want to be a part of the rebuild. When he finally waved the white flag on that 2015 season, uh, he traded David Price, Joaquin Soria, and Ioannis Cespedes. Within 24 hours before the trade deadline, got a bunch of prospects back, including Matthew Boyd, Michael Fulmer, a couple names you know now. And then within two days, he resigned his post as GM of the Tigers, gave it up to Al uh, Avalo, who's there now. Um, and within a couple weeks, was hired by the Red Sox, so he didn't want any part of that rebuild. Time has was up for him in Detroit. It'll be interesting to see if something you know similar happens here uh, in the next few weeks. So we appreciate your listening, as always. Red Sox and Angels this weekend at Fenway Park. We'll be back next weekend after a quick road trip in Cleveland. Thank you for listening, as always, to Red Sox Beat.